Welcome to the Relationship Secrets for Parents podcast, how to create a happy relationship and a peaceful family. So the question is, how can we be great parents while having a great relationship at the same time? That is the question, and this podcast will have the answers. Hey, what's up, everyone? So this is episode number two. And I'm so happy that you made it through the first one and you're on to the second one. That's a win in my book. So thank you so much. I want to talk about today agreements. Now, I remember when I was first studying with Stan Tacking, when I was first learning about couples therapy, how to have a healthy relationship, you know, agreements, it seemed kind of, I don't know, elementary sort of is like yeah whatever you know that's not like exciting and cool that's not something about neuroscience or attachment um it's kind of like you know base level but as i have continued helping couples and as i have worked through my own relationship i have realized that agreements are really 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 important And basically, why they're important is because it's a way to hold you accountable both internally and externally. And by internally, I mean that voice inside your head that says, oh, shoot, I need to follow through on this. I agreed to put the socks away, for example. And so it's that intrinsic motivation. There's something about, you know, making a public agreement when it's public, it now affects your identity and what you think of yourself. So it can go a long way to provide intrinsic motivation. Also, it could be external motivation because say you've left the socks everywhere. You walk upstairs and there's like socks everywhere in the bedroom. I don't know why I'm going with the example of socks. Um, And it can be, it can provide the framework for your partner to say to you in a respectful way, hey, I thought we agreed that you were going to take care of your socks, just as I was going to take care of my dishes or whatever the agreement was. You know, that would be a way to bring up your concern in a non-confrontational manner in a non-sort of I gotcha, in a non-sort of you stink way. Because fundamentally, hey, these are our agreements. And it now gives me the framework to share something with you if, if if I don't like it. Now, I posted a video on TikTok about agreements, and I just watched it. And I don't know if people ever do this. They They play social media clips on podcasts. Anyway, this is my very own podcast. I'm new to this. Um, no one's really listening now. So, hey, it's all good, but I'm going to play it back and then I'm going to comment on that. Um, cool. And are you stressed? Well, probably. So, what's up, everyone? My name is Jason A. Polk and I'm a relationship coach and counselor in Denver, Colorado, and I work a lot with parents. And one thing that can be helpful to help you to manage stress is to have agreements. Now, there's different categories to agreements. There's big picture, 
kind of more kind of everyday agreements. But let me share an example of a big picture agreement. And that is, what is the two of, of, of you, the two of yous, what are your main goal? Is it to raise healthy kids? Is it to have a strong relationship? Is it to be successful in your career? Um, talk about these and see where you two line up and see how you can support each other in those. Also, it's good to know kind of the you know intrinsic motivation. Maybe your partner is more focused on career by way of providing for the family. But whatever that is, it's good to talk about it and then see how you two can support each other. Um, a kind of you know mid-level agreement is how do you two want to manage things like date nights, vacations between the two of you versus you know personal hobbies, um, personal interest? How does that fit in? And again, see how you can support each other's wants and needs. And finally, what agreements do you have for handling chores around the house? And it's important to have explicit agreements on this because it gives you a structure to talk about it if it's not getting done. Um, for example, hey, I thought we agreed that you were going to be on sock duty. There was going to be no pause. I totally mentioned socks again. Okay, here, here's the rest of the clip. No socks left around. Uh, what's up with that? Also, it's, if you agree to something, and this is really important with, with anything, if you agree to something and you realize you're not going to be able to follow through on the agreement, then bring that up and say, hey, what? Hey, you know what? I need to renegotiate this. So let me know what you think, and thanks for watching. Are you All right, what do you guys think? You know, I was listening to that video, and it was like, damn, that dude is smart. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Um, so kind of conceited, but I was doing it in a tongue-in-cheek manner. But no, that's serious. He's, he's pretty smart. And um, I was taking notes on myself. And I don't know if you have been pretentious enough or actually had the opportunity to take notes on something that you have said before. Um, if not, that's something that is definitely in your reach. So, um, nevertheless, what I said was there's big picture agreements, there's kind of everyday agreements, but this is important, you know, and my wife and I, we have done this. We have actually sat down and talked about this. Oh yeah, and side note, let me share why I got so into the agreements. I am reading the book Baby Bomb by Karen Hoppy and Stan Tacken. And Stan Tacken is a mentor of mine. I've, I've done training by him. I've read all his books. I think he's a killer dude. And they have a chapter kind of in the beginning about agreements. And so I really got into it. And then I brought it up with my wife. And we shared the big picture agreement. And ours was that we are going to do everything in our power to have a healthy family and to raise healthy, open-minded, whatever your definition of that is, loving and compassionate kids. Basically, we want to create the best possibility for them to be healthy, well-adjusted adults. 
and that's our goal. But also cognizant of the fact that a way to reach that goal is by us having a strong relationship. And it was actually really cool. We did this during a date night. We were actually in Estes Park about a month ago, and we sat down and we had this conversation. Um, it's a really cool conversation. So here's the thing, too, because I've noticed <laughs> being a parent and working all the time is sometimes when you actually sit down and have a date night, you find yourself talking about the kids a lot. I'm sure you can relate to that. And having this conversation, you know, it's kind of, a, I guess, a meta conversation, but you are having more of an adult conversation about the agreements, about the relationship between the two of you. So it's actually a, a pretty cool thing. And we were at a good restaurant. It was like a Mexican restaurant in Estes. Nevertheless... And that was one of our big picture agreements. And then we have everyday agreements, and that's finances. And here's one thing, too. You know, as the podcast progresses, this will come back because my wife and I's main fight argument is always around money. We are completely, I want to say diametrically, is that a word? Um, But we are completely on the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to money and finances. I am sure, spend, everything's going to be okay, we're going to be all good. She is, nope, money is security, let's have a lot of money in savings. And so we often clash about that. But one of our agreements is that we are going to be open and honest about our money situation. And that may entail checking in every month, um, going over the budget, conversations I really don't enjoy, but I know that I need to do them because this is important for my wife. And also, she knows that, hey, you know, maybe we can plan a vacation together (laughs) and, you know, we can do, you know, fun things. It's not always about budget and savings even though she wouldn't say that if you asked her. Uh, Nevertheless, that is one of our agreements that's really important just because, like I said, we we, we look at the money situation completely different. But it provides, going back to the framework, internal motivation. Okay, I need to be open and honest about my finances. And you know what? I really probably don't need this new uh, microphone or this new course. I could probably do without it for the time being, right? That's the agreement. Also, the external motivation, hey, Jason, um, where are you at on finances? And I can't get upset about that because I agreed to it. And the reason why I agreed to it is because this is our issue (laughs) and we want to make it so... This issue is under control. I don't know if that's the right word. But the issue is not running us because this is a triggering issue. And when we get triggered, we are in the parts of us that don't want to be relational. And I'll talk about that at some other time because that's a big deal. The parts of us that don't want to be relational, when we're in that mode, when we're triggered, 
We're, as Dan Packin says, we're in our primitives, the lower limbic system. Our prefrontal cortex, going with the neuroscience, is offline. We can't be a flexible, rational adult. It's impossible. And so for us not to get there, we need to have agreements. <laughs> and so whatever the issue is, you know, I, I can't stress this enough. There was a, a couple I was working with recently, and um, I won't give out identifying characteristics, but one of their things were um, vacation time or time away from the family. Um, one of the partners was often... Um, had to go different places for business. And they really didn't have an agreement on what was an acceptable amount to be gone. The partner was just upset, you're gone too much. Well, I, I can't help it, I have to work. Um, well, you're gone too much, and then you have your own personal stuff. And so one of the issues was they didn't have an agreement on what was acceptable and what was not acceptable. And so we had to firm up, you know, with my assistants, you know, let's get to a number. What is an acceptable amount of nights for you to be gone each month, including work? And what is the acceptable amount of time to be gone each month for leisure or vacation time? And say you are going to be gone more than the agreed upon days or say you want to take personal time, part of the agreement was you will let your partner know a month in advance. So this is important to do so you don't keep recycling the same fight over and over and over and whatever that looks like. And also be aware, and this was in the, the Baby Bomb book, some of us, are not used to the idea of advocating for our wants and needs. And let me back up a little bit. Some of us are not used to the idea of being aware of our wants and needs, much less knowing that we can advocate for our wants and needs. So I'm aware of the fact that this is a definitely a learned skill, something that we need to practice but when we get it out, it's also a good thing because your partner now knows where you're coming from. And in a perfect world, your partner can support you with this. And I think I said in, in that amazing TikTok video, in that clip, and by the way, um, Jason A. Polk is my handle on TikTok. You know, give me a, give, give me a follow. Um, I've had a couple of videos. I've um, had a decent amount of, of watches, so not to, to brag. But uh, I just bragged. Um, so, damn, I even forgot where I was. This happens a lot in my sessions, too. I'll go on a tangent, and it's like, dang, where was I? So, um, talking about supporting each other, <laughs> being aware of wants and needs, um, sharing that. It's really important. And also in that video, what was mentioned was the idea of YouTube time, such as dates, nights, vacations together, versus personal time, 
personal hobbies, and that's a topic we'll get in down the road. But um, how do you manage that? Is it an issue for you? If so, then have an agreement. Talk about it. Make it explicit. It's really, really, really important. And I want to end on this LinkedIn post from Stan Tacken. I've mentioned him in this podcast. And dang, this came out a while ago, but I printed it out. And he says, a great exercise you can do is to have, you know, the couple to have you to write out a list of shared values and then turn to each other and turn that list of shared values into an agreement that will guide the relationship. For example, let's say you value honesty, loyalty, and these are kind of high-level, kind of more broad agreements. They're not the everyday sort of chore agreements, which I don't know if I really got into, um, but that's something I did want to, but oh well, too late. Uh, So honesty, loyalty, family, if those are your values, turn them into agreements. For example, we will always be truthful and forthright with each other. Awesome. You know, that's the agreement. That's an operating instruction. Again, provides internal motivation and external motivation. And also, we will be the first to know everything in each other's lives. If you ever read read a book by Stan Tacken, he's really big on that. And also, before I forget, before I go on, this is really important. And that is, if it is becoming clear to you that you are unable to hold up the agreement, then you need to bring that up and renegotiate the agreement with your partner. So these are flexible. You know, they're not locked in. They're not etched in stone. So that's really important. I just want to share that. Now, going back to what an agreement looks like based on those values, Another agreement may be, we will always defend each other in public. Super important. Have you guys ever been around a couple who was like arguing over like what happened when? Or basically arguing over who's right and who's wrong? If you have, it's pretty annoying. And it's like, gosh, can you guys like at least get it together in front of people? Um, so generally, that's not a good sign. Um, I'm not saying it's a horrible sign, but if they're arguing over sort of who's right, at the, if they're having an objectivity battle in front of you, um, it, it doesn't feel good. So that's a side note. Also, we will set time aside every month to visit each other's family. So that could be another agreement. Or maybe, hey, You know, your dad has been, you know, sick or he's struggling with health problems. And so I will support you in visiting him once every month for the weekend, whatever that is. And Stan Tacken says he ends the the LinkedIn post. I assume probably his staff did this post, but it says when couples have a clear set of agreements like this, 
it can help make it easier for them to function in a committed relationship. So there you go. Agreements are all about healthy functioning. And that is a healthy relationship secret for parents. Thanks for listening.